You are listening to Church Talk with Isaac. Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Church Talk with Isaac. I am your host, Isaac Watson, and as I like to do in the beginning of every episode, I want to send a special shout out and a special thank you to all of my listeners, all of my subscribers, those of you who take time week after week in anticipation uh, for a new episode to drop. I appreciate you. You have literally helped to take this podcast all around the world. It could not have been done without you. So thank you so very much. If you can, do me a favor. If you have not, please take time to rate this platform. Uh, take time to write a quick review, maybe only a couple sentences or so, and just let other listeners know uh, how a Church Talk with Isaac has impacted you and also what to expect from this platform. Uh, I appreciate it. It helps to make this platform more visible. Um, and that's why I ask you to do it uh, week after week. So thank you uh, so very much. I really do appreciate it. So thank you again. Listen, I just want to go into today's topic and just kind of jump right in. And hopefully this will be something that is <laughs> that'll be a conversation starter uh, for many of us. And uh, what I want to talk about today, you all, I want to I want to deal with the myth of marketplace ministry, the myth of marketplace ministry. Now, I know uh, for some of you, uh, you may hear some things from a probably a perspective that you may not have heard before. Uh, some of you, this whole idea of marketplace ministry, um, it may be something that is completely foreign to you altogether. So I would just want to give my perspective, my insight on it, and uh, hopefully uh, it makes sense to you. So first and foremost, uh, one of the things that we have to understand when dealing with this particular topic is that, well, let me say this. I do believe, hear me, I do believe in marketplace ministry in the sense of I do believe that you have believers who are called to be influential within the marketplace. You have believers who are called um, to to leave an impact, to to change systems, whether it's the, the government, education, the entertainment industry, uh, whatever it may be, media, um, science, medicine, whatever it may be. I do believe that you do have believers who are called to be influential, to leave an impact uh, within a culture, within society. Um, I do want to bring a balance to that, though, because one of the things that I have heard throughout the years being taught and being emphasized uh, is the seven mountain mandate. And uh, the seven mountain mandate, it, it practically says that um, that there's a mandate for the kingdoms of this world to become the kingdom of our Lord, uh, of our God and of his Christ. And these seven mountains include government, education, arts and entertainment, media, family, religion and business and economics. Uh, I always like to add an eighth one, which is science and medicine. And uh, the teaching is that uh, that the church is to gain influence uh, so that they can dominate or have dominion uh, uh, upon these mountains to get to the top of these mountains to rule these mountains. And that is how Christ will have uh, his dominion 
uh, in the earth is through reigning through these systems. And uh, I do believe that God has called us to influence within these systems. But I also believe that the way that we do it has to be looked at uh, because I don't believe that uh, God never called. I, well, let me say this. I believe that God has never called us to dominate anyone, but God has called us to have influence and to have dominion. He's given us a level of uh, he wants us to have a level of authority. But the way that that happens is not through uh, crabs in a barrel strategies and unintegral uh, strategies. But it happens through serving the spheres that we are called to influence. And by doing that, God actually makes room for you. Now, within this teaching, there's also a teaching that says that there are fivefold ministry gifts. And we went through a whole a series of, of, of episodes talking about the fivefold, but that there are fivefold ministry gifts that are exclusively called to the marketplace. So you have what we would call marketplace apostles, marketplace prophets, or, uh, you know, pastors of, you know, the marketplace or, or of business or entertainment or whatever it may be. Um, now, when it comes to this topic, to be quite honest, I believe that that is where the myth comes in. It's not necessarily that God doesn't want believers in the marketplace or believers to influence whatever sphere that they may be called to or placed in. I just simply believe that you cannot be a fivefold gift and be called to the world without first being called to the church. Why do you say that, Isaac? For one, there's nowhere, there's no place in Scripture that exclusively deals within the context of the church of uh, of a fivefold gift, an apostle, a prophet, evangelist, pastor, or teacher that serves exclusively in the marketplace without having uh, their grounding, their footing within the church. Most most uh, believers who teach the seven mountain mandate, which I do believe in, I do believe in the message. I just don't believe in the typical method. Uh, that we say that we are to gain authority. They typically uh, use Joseph and Daniel as the dominant examples of what it looks like to have dominion within a nation. And uh, they use those two examples because Joseph, who was a man who was sold into slavery, uh, he, of course, gained favor in the jails and he ended up in Potiphar's house and then ended up. Uh, uh, he also ended up gaining favor with Pharaoh because of his ability to interpret dreams and also give wisdom uh, regarding the famine that was getting ready to come. He was able to give solutions. Uh, and because of that, he gained favor and he gained a seat of influence where he became the governor of Egypt. They use that example. And they also use the example of Daniel, who was a man who was uh, born under captivity in the Babylonian era of Babylonian captivity. And under uh, Nebuchadnezzar, he was actually able to gain a level of influence because of his ability to interpret dreams, uh, his ability actually to tell people what they dreamed, interpret the dreams. And then because of his own dreams, he gained favor to where Nebuchadnezzar even had to say that that Daniel's God is God. These things happen uh, not because Joseph or Daniel fought for their seat of authority. It's because they served and they submitted their gifts. They served and their gifts actually made room for them uh, to where uh, the favor of the Lord was upon them and they gained great grace and great favor 
uh, uh, with those who were ruling in their day. Now, the thing is this. Those are both Old Covenant <laughs> analogies, Old Covenant stories, Old Covenant examples, which means that uh, those examples do not necessarily provide an accurate context for the church. For the church, we have to look at the fact that although Daniel was a prophet, some of the things regarding prophets actually changed from the old to the new. One of the main things that changed is that prophets are planted from within a church. First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 28. It says that God has appointed in the church first apostles, secondarily prophets, thirdly teachers, so forth and so on. And it's important because it says that they were appointed within the church. The word appointed actually means established. It means planted within the church. Uh, so in other words, before any apostle or any prophet is sent anywhere, they first have to have their 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 planting, their footing, their establishment within the church. Not only that, but if you look at Ephesians chapter four, verse 11, it says, and God has called some to be apostles. Some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the son of God to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So in other words, fivefold ministry gifts are not given firstly to the world. They are actually given firstly to the church. So one of the things that I want to kind of demystify in this episode is that you can be an apostle to the marketplace and not necessarily be an apostle to the church. You can be a prophet to the marketplace or to entertainment or 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 to uh, the government and not be called as a prophet to the church. I believe we have to begin to reevaluate the scripture and we have to begin to look at what it actually says. To be honest, this topic is one that I, I, I may have to take more than one episode to try to cover uh, because the fact of the matter is that there's a lot of unlearning that needs to be done so that we can understand our rightful placement in the body of Christ in the world as fivefold ministry gifts. Now, the thing is this, if you feel like you're not called to the church, but you are called to the marketplace and you feel like you're an apostle. The reality may be that you may not be an apostle. You may just have a gift of leadership because every apostle is called to the church first. Every fivefold gift primarily, firstly, is called for the perfecting of the saints, not the perfecting of the marketplace. All right. They're given for the perfecting of the saints, not the marketplace. Now, some people will say, well, Paul was a was a was a tent maker. Peter was a fisherman. Well, this is the thing. Paul was not called as an apostle to tents. I know that <laughs> I know that sounds a little goofy, but but we really got to look at it. Paul was not a marketplace apostle. Paul was an apostle with a job. I hope you hear me. Peter was not an, 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 an apostle to 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 uh, to the to the fish or to or, or, or to fishermen. Matter of fact, Jesus told him, hey, Peter, I'm going to change your passion. You'll no longer only be a fisher of fish. I'm going to make you a fisher of men. So in other words, he was not a, a marketplace apostle. He was <laughs> he was an apostle that also had influence in the marketplace. He was an apostle called to the church who also had influence in the boating business. Hear me. 
Peter, excuse me, Paul was an apostle to the church who also had influence in the tent making business. So hear me. I'm not saying that you cannot that that if you're if you're a fivefold gift that you have to subject yourself only to the church. But what I am saying is that your first calling as a fivefold gift is for the perfecting of the saints. And secondarily, you may be called to something else. You may be called to the marketplace. You may be called to business. You may be called as a counselor. You may be called as a confidant. You may be called as an advisor. You may be called to entertainment, as an artist, as a singer, as a musician, whatever the case may be. And your gift will work in whatever arena you're in. So for an example, if you're an apostle, your apostolicity doesn't turn off because you're not in front of a church congregation. If you're an apostle, it doesn't matter what context you may be put in, your 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 apostolic grace is going to work wherever you are, meaning this, that there are going to be uh, systems uh, and people that begin to uh, uh, to receive of the grace that you carry, because that is who you are. It's who you are. It's not something that you put on and take off. If you're a prophet, um, you're not just going to stop prophesying, as an example, because you're not in church. No, your prophetic grace is going to be an asset to you. Matter of fact, you're going to have an advantage. You're going to have a prophetic advantage in, in whatever sphere that you may be in, because wherever you are, you are going to hear the voice of God. Now, the thing is this marketplace ministry, I believe, is important because the responsibility of fivefold gifts is to perfect the saints so that they cannot just be religious and worry about church stuff, but so that they can be equipped to be an influence in whatever sphere that they are called to, that they will be equipped to serve their generation according to their gifts, their calling, their background, their history, their testimony, whatever it may be. Fivefold gifts are given for the maturing or the adjusting of the saints so that they can be a uh, 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 Christ representatives in the world. So, yes, the saints are going to be equipped because everyone's not called primarily to the church. But let me tell you this. Fivefold gifts are and you won't find any scripture or any any biblical example that says that they're not. They are. So one of the things I want to encourage fivefold gifts that have been indoctrinated with marketplace ministry and marketplace apostle doctrine and all of that. I just want I don't want to I don't want to discourage you from being involved in the world because that may be surely what you're called to. But I do want to I, I do want to discourage you uh, uh, from abandoning the church. I do want to encourage you to not drop your responsibility to the church, because if you're a fivefold ministry gift, you are you are called to perfect the other believers, the other saints. You are called to be in a community to where you can continue to grow and be sharpened if you're an apostle you need other apostles around you you need other prophets other pastors other teachers other evangelists you need to be in the assembly of just not fivefold gifts but the assembly of the saints as well so that you can grow and be matured in who god has called you to be as well while you are uh, 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 operating in and out of your grace and maturing the saints yourself so I just wanted to come on and I wanted to just give you a bit of my mind, I guess, my perspective on this particular topic. Because marketplace ministry is important, but the myth of it is that you can be a fivefold gift called to it and not called to the church. False. False. So let's make sure that we are intentional about finding our rightful place. Understanding who God has called us to be. And, and, and let me just say this as well. I've seen a lot of fivefold ministry gifts that say, look, that's not my 
the church is not my uh, that's not my area. That's not my uh, that's not my place. I'm more effective uh, doing something else or doing doing this or doing that. Well, the fact of the matter is that um, if you are called as a 5-0 gift, the church is still your arena. God just may be expanding you so that you're not limited to the church. And I do believe that God can do that. You can be equally as effective in the marketplace as you are in the church, equally as effective in whatever sphere that you're called to as you are in the church. But if you're a fivefold gift, you must not abandon your responsibility to the church. And many people, they use that. I've seen people use that as an excuse and as a reason to not be involved in the church. Uh, they may say, that's not my thing. I'm not called to that. Uh, this is where I'm more effective. So I don't have to participate. I don't have to be a part. And really what you're doing is you are isolating yourself and you are ignoring your purpose. Your purpose is, 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 uh, uh, well, let me say this, a part of your purpose and placement is to be within the body of Christ. We are members of one another and God has set some in the church first apostles, secondarily prophets, and so forth and so on. You are called to be a part of the body and not to be isolated. Get in, get in place. And if you know someone that's not in place, send them this teaching and encourage them to get in place. God has need for you. He has need of you. Get in place, especially if you are a five-fold ministry gift, get in place. All right, listen, I hope that this blessed you. I hope you learned something or got something from this. It may have uh, been a little different than what you've been taught, but research it, look it up, and I and and uh, and uh, and and measure it. See if it's something that you will actually find to be true. All right, listen, I love y'all. I pray y'all have a great week. Until next time, be blessed. Thank you for listening to Church Talk with Isaac. If you enjoy our content and benefit from this podcast, do me a favor and subscribe, leave a review, and share with your friends, family, and colleagues. I'm also on all social media platforms and would love to connect with you. You can also partner with us by visiting IsaacWatsonMinistries.com and clicking donate. Your partnership helps us to get the message of Jesus through Isaac Watson Ministries to the world. Talk to you soon.